Welcome to another episode of Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. Not a threat. Just a fat. <laughs> I'm Lauren, also known as Bat out of Hell to You. Have you guys heard of JoJo? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I'm Linus, a.k.a. fucking Senator Kelly, the character in X-Men who melts into a puddle of goop because it has been over 30 all fucking week. And I'm dying. Nice. <laughs> Did Joining us from a puddle, Linus. <laughs> I'm Josh, a.k.a. You know I had to prove it to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That- oh, hey, that's me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Hi, I'm Zach, a.k.a. Star Spangled. I don't have a nickname. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Get what you pay for, folks. <laughs> you, y- yes, you do. <laughs> well, Did I we come actually want one off of that. Like, I don't know. Does anyone have any Star Spangled Banner puns? Oh, hold on. Star Spangled Star- Bruce Banner. Yeah, that's good. That's, that, that was just you off know, I thought literally of that one. what they called the Captain America Incredible Hulk ship back Ooh. in 2012. Did Star Spangled Banner? Oh, so that's Star Spangled. <laughs> I'm gonna teach her some Star Spangled manners. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's good. Wait, people right, ship well, the Hulk and Captain America and not the true fucking ship of of Hulk and Thor? Well, you know what? It was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was before. The Star-Spangled but, Banana. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, because, like Linus mentioned, it has been a fucking hot one. Like, seven inches from the midday sun. And I actually wanted to open with asking everybody what the high temperature was. Like, for me, here in Massachusetts, the high today was 92, and it sucked really bad. <laughs> so you want how the hot high, was it? You want the high today? Yeah. What, how, how hot? How hot? How hot how is hot. it? It was a high of 87. Yeah, topical. Mm, okay. Okay, I'm just Googling f- fucking Fahrenheit to Celsius right, right now. <laughs> right, we have to convert. Just because I was no not taking questions at this time. <laughs> Here was fine. Well, today is like 91, but I was inside. But what yesterday Mark. was 4th of July and we were outside all day and it was 95 degrees plus like intense sweltering humidity. And uh, I, me and Lola, my girlfriend... Uh, literally bought one of those like little fans that shoots out water as you just you just hold it and spray it on your face and yes. it was a true godsend and capitalism is good do you get one of those little free ones that they give out at sporting events that you plug into the usb port on your phone and then it steals all of your data and sends it to like china <laughs> <laughs> i wish i didn't I know that. they had that but now i want one <laughs> No, yeah, they give about it like concerts and shit, and it's like, oh, plug this thing into your phone, and it provides power to the fan. What a marvel of technology! And apparently, they're like, I need an- to give Rob Gronkowski all of my GPS information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just suck up all your personal data and send it to God knows where. <laughs> Bill Belichick has it all, or like infect your phone with malware. I don't really know what they do. 
Probably that one. Yeah, probably that so, one. So, yeah, like Josh said, yesterday was America's birthday. Aren't we excited to live in this wonderful country? And, of course, Canada Day was also earlier in this week. So July is just full of exciting birthdays for countries. And uh, I don't know how we can show our national pride better in these times by uh, dying of climate change related <laughs> weather patterns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can the science side of Tumblr explain why the fuck it's so hot? I hey, if it. you don't like it, you can move to a socialist. Move to Venezuela. <laughs> you oh, can, okay. You can move to oh, a we- socialism. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they do the socialism. The problem but, around you know, he- yeah, the problem around here is that a lot of older houses like don't have AC at all. Like in a lot of places, because like generally in northern Ontario and Quebec, you're not really supposed to need AC during the summer. But now it's like like it was um, and I looked this up so I I know what it was. It was like ninety here today in Sudbury, Ontario. So and it's been that all fucking week. And, like, again, people Same. are dying in, uh, I think, north of Montreal. They had, like, eight deaths due to... Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that happens in the UK, too, when they have a really bad heat wave. A lot of people just aren't equipped. They don't have, like... AC is, like, mandatory everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, here in Boston, we don't even have... Like, it's kind of a similar situation. A lot of really old buildings just don't have any kind of central AC. Huh. And a lot of people who grew up here just didn't grow up with air conditioning. Well, huh. like, you go to the south, and it's just, like, climate control everywhere. Yeah. That's how people live there. Right, that's how they don't but, die. Um, exactly. Isn't, like, isn't, um, isn't it a thing that in, like, I want to say India, like, the average... Uh, high temperatures are approaching like the threshold where it will be like almost impossible to support life there in like oh, the yeah. summer months. Oh god. That wouldn't surprise me that in certain places it's just gotten untenable yeah. to live mm-hmm. there or either because of flooding or because of heat waves or drought or just any of the variety of really fun severe weather that were caused by climate change. Uh-huh. So humans didn't deserve to evolve. the thing is is that it's not all of our fault it's kind of the fault of corporations that's true several several very wealthy people of a certain recently retired oh and we will get we will get to that man hey it's josh so i just wanted to jump in and explain we had some uh audio difficulties over the next 10 or 15 seconds of recording um that makes it a little bit hard to listen to but i didn't want to remove lauren's brilliant intro to this topic so instead i'm just going to read word for word what she said i actually wanted to start with a cool fourth of july story yesterday while everybody was having a barbecue or lighting off fireworks a woman who's called therese akumoy i'm sorry if i'm getting that name wrong but she is a congolese immigrant and she decided in protest of ice and of the family detentions happening she climbed the empire state building but not the Empire State Building. She climbed the Statue of Liberty. Take a chance. Yeah, so this woman climbed the Statue of Liberty and said that she refused to come down until all of the children being detained by the Department of Human Services were released and the families reunited and they had to evacuate the island and NYPD came and there's a, amazing pictures of her just like chilling like, the police are up there trying to get her down, and she's just hanging out under the statue. Yeah, she's just, like, checking her um, phone. She's, like, catching up on her tweets. 
Yeah, and she's, you know, there was an Abolish Ice banner and, like, a Black Lives Matter banner that she and a couple other activists, like, unfurled on the Statue of Liberty. And there is a picture of them when the police did arrest her, um, and they arraigned her today. But when they did arrest her, there's a picture of her basically, like, being, you know, pushed down to the ground by police right under the foot of the Statue of Liberty. God. And that's, uh... We've talking about that one for years. Metaphor. Um, (laughs) You know, metaphor. And I'm surprised some like time photographer like got like an incredible picture of that or something that we're gonna be seeing like next week. Um, You know what was my takeaway was I don't know how big I thought the Statue of Liberty is. I was was going to say, (laughs) like, because I was like, oh, that's how big it actually is. Yeah, it's fine. Like, like, I don't think anyone knows how big it is. Yeah, uh, it's big. Uh, When I saw the pictures. (laughs) When I saw the pictures that were, like, cropped, I guess, of her, like, in the, like, robe folds at the foot of the Statue of Liberty, I'm like, ah, yes, the foot of the statue is the bottom. And then I looked at <laughs> some more zoomed out pictures, and it's like, hey, did you know that there's an entire fucking pedestal that she's on? And that's, yeah. like, 40 feet tall or something? Well, you know what this reminded me of? F- fucking movie trivia time. Uh, when they did the trailer for Cloverfield where they throw the Statue of Liberty's head, they did it, uh, like... They edited in, like, an actual size head, and it looked so small to everyone that they had to edit in, like, a triple size head. Because, like, (laughs) everyone thinks it's way bigger than it is. (laughs) I remember that. It's like, you could just not do the Statue of Liberty's head, but, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's always got to be the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, can can I uh, just say, I remember when that trailer first came out and nobody knew what that movie was really going to be about besides, ah, a monster. And people were doing, uh, like, sound analysis of, like, what they thought the people in the crowd were saying. And people were, like, speculating. They were like, that guy's, when there's a guy who says, I think it's, like, it's alive, it's huge. And people were like, it sounds like he's saying, it's a lion, it's huge. So this movie's going to be about a giant lion. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Movie Ball was so much simpler than... It was. <laughs> Before they introduced all those new rules. J.J. Abrams does the Cloverfield movies, right? Yeah. Well, he, he did the I first think. one. He, and then well, I, the first think, one. I think he did the first one, yeah. And then everything else was like his production company, Bad Robot. Because that's a thing I feel like is a J.J. Abrams staple, is like people theorize really in depth about what the thing could possibly be. And then in reality, it's just like totally normal and there's not really a mystery but they think there's a mystery maybe i'm just thinking about lost well since and how annoyed people were if there wasn't <laughs> no you're a you're puzzle yeah i mean solve. this is this is a movie podcast as we know and the thing about oh, yeah jj abrams is that his literal like on the record like no secret storytelling technique is like give the audience a mystery and tantalize them with what's in it and then eventually you open the mystery box and you show them what it is but the problem is he comes up with the like the concept of the mystery before he comes up with the solution of the mystery, which is mm-hmm. why you get shit like, um, like the last Jedi when everybody's like, Oh, did he intend for that to happen? Nah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know if, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't know if that was the answer to the mystery. Don't yeah. ask him. Which, <laughs> so, so if, if, it's too hot here, and you were thinking, uh, I'm gonna move to another country, like a country that takes care of its people, maybe like Venezuela. Uh, it turns out, uh, our very smart president, it was revealed yesterday, was thinking the exact same thing. So, last wow. August... <laughs> in, in a way. Yeah. In a way. So, last August, apparently, whenever the, they were talking about imposing sanctions on Venezuela, that scary, scary socialism that we're all afraid of, um... 
He apparently just asked why we couldn't just invade Venezuela. He's just like, hey, can we, like, just, just, like, fucking go in there? Like, who cares? Let's just go and see what happens. Can, can, and, like, we need to talk about the fact that he floated this idea to his advisors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who were like, hey, under no circumstances should you say this shit in front of the, <laughs> in front of these delegates from these other countries. Do not say this shit. And so Trump, like, goes into the meeting, and he's very smart, and he's very wet, and he's looking around, and he's, like, (laughs) playing with his water bottle under the table, and he's like, hey, why don't I just invade all of you? Which, of course, everybody in the room is like, oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Like, um, the son Yeah, like, what um, the fuck? I think the son of the president... Uh, of Venezuela was like, hey, mm-hmm. if you do that, we'll fuck you up, basically. Like, he literally says, like, there will be, like, rifles in the capital. So yeah. yeah, he was basically like, mind your own business and solve your own problems, Mr. Trump. That's a quote from, yeah, Nicolas Maduro, the mm-hmm. son of the president. Yeah. You don't have to call him <laughs> Mr. It's fine. He said, if Venezuela were attacked, the rifles will arrive in New York, Mr. Trump. We will take the White House. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, they'll arrive in New York? Yeah, the White take the White House? I guess they're saying they're going to start in New York and work their way down. Yeah, Which, like, but also, uh, Trump is no, like, hang on a minute. to <laughs> New York and the yeah. White House, I guess. I am, no, I am no geographical expert, but they're in South America, correct? Mm-hmm. So, yes. So they're going to swing up to New York mm-hmm. and then down towards D.C. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, they got to capture the you know. Statue of Liberty first. Yeah. <laughs> and rip the head off. <laughs> They they need to put a big like Trump babyface mask over the Statue of Liberty. Oh, he'd retire. He would retire. That's like what they're doing in London. They're floating a big blimp of the orange president, but as a little baby with a phone in his hand. They're floating it over oh, uh, yeah, London. The, the while mayor the president uh, like okayed it. Got him. I, I think that'll really <laughs> get him this time. We we did it. Like at this point, the only thing Trump could do that would be like more of like a I don't know, like a completely out of nowhere um, aggressive. Like, what if he just pulled out a gun and like set it on a table during like some kind of fucking meeting? You know, you know, movies when they like do some weird shit to like intimidate someone. That's like the only yeah. further thing that he could do at this point, other than just casually threaten war. Yeah, and he Literally. said it too. Like, a, there were like members of like Latin American allies. It was like a a summit essentially with a whole bunch of different people and they were his advice trump's staff were like please god do not say that you want to invade venezuela to all of our latin american allies and oops he did anyway remember when Uh they wrote remember when they wrote do not congratulate in like sharpie (laughs) at the top of his thing for like when putin was elected (laughs) and the first fucking thing he did was congratulate him he they can't make him stop tearing up paper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please don't forget that. Nobody can make him do anything, and it's not because he has, like, a really strong will or anything like that. It's just that, like, suggestions bounce off of him, like, like, <laughs> like, like he's made of sponge. He, unless they, like, flatter the shit out of him, and then he agrees with whoever talked to him last. It's mm-hmm. like when someone's ah. at the beach with their dog and is, like, yelling at it, but the dog's just running around not fucking listening. Like, every time I go to the beach, for some reason, there's a big dog who clearly does not is not trained, but they're just letting it run around anyway. Mm-hmm. And he just tackles people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, in that same vein, uh, the president did some, did some hiring this week. Uh, 
he just hired as new uh, communications director this guy named Bill Shine, who was uh, co-president of Fox News and uh, Fox Business. And he ended up leaving the company because he hid years and years of sexual harassment by the people at Fox to female hosts and employees and basically protecting Bill O'Reilly and other Fox News hosts who so, were pieces of shit. So you're saying um, he's but now kind he's a communications of like, director. So. He's kind of the Pope of Fox News is what you're saying. <laughs> He, he's kind of the young pope of Fox News, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. Now and Bill... now he's he's communications director. I mean, he was working in communications, so I guess that's something. But who boy? <laughs> Bill Shine just sounds like a Fallout character. He does. Like he did. I was reading it his last name, and I was like, "Is it Shrine? Like what is it?" And it's no, it's Bill Shine. So good for him, I guess. But uh, because. There was also some uh, shakeups in the White House because Scott Pruitt retired, bitch. Bitch. Potty pee Pruitt. It turns out when you send your interns and staff to go uh, rent things and you make them like rent hotel rooms and cars for you on their own credit cards and then don't pay them back or reimburse them at all. It turns out that's really bad. <laughs> Scott so, Pruitt is also the Anna Delvey of the U.S. government. <laughs> what does that mean? Wait. Yeah, do you, I don't know who that is. Oh, wait. You guys don't know about Anna Delvey? Pause. Uh, so, okay. Um, Take Anna, us through. No, yeah. Anna Delvey is this, like, fake socialite who uh, scammed a bunch of, like, New York high society people out of their money by effectively pretending to be rich by committing nice. uh, a series of uh, wire frauds. Um, Work. Basically, okay. <laughs> basically, she was acting like a cartoon rich person and, like, taking out uh, rooms in fancy hotels and just, like, laying out all of her hundred dollar bills like on the countertop so that the concierge would be like oh now this is a rich person and then you know like a rich person (laughs) right and like all of these dumbass rich people were like oh i will make her a small loan of thirty thousand dollars because i know she's good for it um and then she (laughs) she would like what is it to me um and then she would like vanish off the face of the planet and like get kicked out of like the hotel that she was in and eventually she got caught and it turned out she had like you committed wire fraud to take on loans and then used those loans to take on other bigger loans um under like false pretenses um i think there was a writer from uh the new yorker or maybe a photographer who ended up having to pay like a half million dollar like vacation or something on her credit card because oh my god she like they went to um i want to say like dubai or something for like a weekend getaway you know as rich people do um and and was like oh no my card's been declined but you know i'm good for it because you've been hanging out with me and i'm rich um yeah sure let me put that on my own personal credit card real quick and then of course she was not good for it and the person was just out all of that money which like oh my god it was like it was not a half million dollars but it was like a practically a year's salary for this person that they had to front for this fake rich person. Um, so long story short, Scott Pruitt is this. <laughs> that's Scott Pruitt. Yeah, that's Scott Pruitt. Toe to tip. Toe to tip. That's a Scott. Like less cool and less conniving and less likable. Right, because instead of scamming rich people, he scammed interns. Which, um, did did we ever talk about how he tried to uh, get his uh, wife a Chick Fil A franchise? Oh my Us- god. Using the power of his office. I saw he 
We did. I saw but... he did try and get her a position in the cabinet, and then was when they were telling him like, "Hey, we have to uh, report her income. Like, we have to do all of this stuff, you know, the legal way." He's like, "No, just throw it. You know, funnel it through a, a limited liability corporation. And that'll be her salary." No. Like, <laughs> yeah, as one does. Um, he he. Used... They keep violating the WeeBay rule. <laughs> he which is the... never take notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy. <laughs> Um, he used the power of his office to get a meeting with, try to get a meeting, uh, with the president of Chick-fil-A, um, like, the president of the whole ass company, um, which was ostensibly, like, supposed to be on, like, official, like, EPA business, but ended up just being him trying to be like, hey, can you get my wife a franchise? It didn't work. (laughs) How could this Chick-fil-A, that, that, like, these extremes keep happening because like I, I i see on twitter a lot like people still eating a chick-fil-a even though they're like terrible because it, apparently it's just that good but <laughs> it's uh, pretty good. is it no, that chick- good chick-fil-a really um, is that good nothing else that i've like tried to eat as a substitute has ever uh matched up to it the At thing least... is it's just chick like fried chicken like brined in like pickle juice that's like the secret no the it's, it's peanut oil good. it's peanut oil yeah it's peanut oil and pickles that's like the secret yeah is but there's... the lemonade bangs and the waffle fries are really good. And their special but... sauce is incredible, but it's yeah. homophobic. <laughs> like, all, every, it's... everything yeah, it's that really you buy, shitty. everything that you buy from Chick-fil-A is directly transmuted into, like, bullets for Ugandan death squads, so. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that so many people are like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, piss off the liberals by eating Chick-fil-A for lunch. Triggering like, the libs. Dude, I eat chick-fil-a for lunch and you know like i'm super gay leftist like i don't know like yeah i should probably you know put my money in a more ethical restaurants but there is no ethical consumption in capitalism so like you know i'm not gonna like not lose sleep by not going to chick-fil-a but also i'm not gonna be mad if people are like we're gonna go to chick-fil-a and the liberals won't even know what to do they'll panic <laughs> because we're eating chicken <laughs> It's like, alright, I mean, I could just go to Popeye's, like, whatever. But, all of this chicken, <laughs> this tangent is, is just to say that, uh, the president is really smart and good at making deals, and I'm really excited for the coal <laughs> lobbyists who'd res- who replaced Scott Pruitt to take over the EPA. Also, did you guys read his resignation letter? Oh my Scott god. Pruitt? Oh my god, he's yeah. so horny for God and it's like <laughs> He literally, in the last paragraph, is like, by the grace of God, he brought us together Can- so that I may work for you. And one day, I may work for you again. And I'm like, are you okay? Do we, do we, do we have the text of this? Because I want to I wanna read some choice bits for um, You want to oh do a dramatic God. reading? Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know what Scott Pruitt sounds like, and until today, I did not know what he looked like. <laughs> it's like it sounds like it fucking is... Carrie's mom wrote it. Scott, our friend Scott here, uh, he understands that uh, he really needs to, you know, inflate the ego as he leaves so that he doesn't get, like, mean tweets about him. I guess. Yeah. But it literally is like, he's very horny for God, and he wants the president to know that, and that he loves him so much, <laughs> and he's so sorry for not paying people and for funneling things through corporations, and now somebody who used to lobby for the coal industry will now lead the EPA, and it'll be great. I'm excited. Like, like listen, listen to some of this shit. Truly, your confidence in me has blessed me personally. And enabled me to advance your agenda beyond what anyone anticipated at the beginning of your administration. 
I'm I'm in tears. Uh, uh, I believe ex- you are extre- serving. <laughs> Sorry, okay. <laughs> well, you're actually you're the actor. Why don't you take a okay. crack at it? All right. I believe you are serving as president today because of God's providence. I believe that same providence brought me into your service. <laughs> I pray God wanted it <laughs> as I have served you. That I have blessed you and enabled you to effectively lead the American people. Thank you again, James Mr. President, Austin for the honor of serving you, and I wish you to Godspeed and all that you put your hand to, and it ends right there. Mm-hmm. So he loves his big, wet uh, president. He loves his beautiful, beautiful boss. <laughs> and I don't want to be like make boss. a joke like, oh, he's, he's like not not like a funny gay or anything. <laughs> no, like, a but funny he gay. does I very much like, seem like he's in like the kind of love. Like he's sucking Trump's dick. <laughs> yeah, like, while he's writing like, like not, not romantic love, gay. but like the kind of love that a man has for like God. you know, like football. Yeah, you know, football. yeah. God's football. providence brought me here to this Packers game, and I just want to thank you <laughs> for allowing me. To serve you, cheese heads, and <laughs> this is good. <laughs> like just this, this has to be just because God. he wants like a job after Trump is out of office, right? Well, yeah. Oh, or he oh thinks, for sure. Like this is like cutting your little finger off when you're in 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 like a a movie to like appease some kind of boss who like may otherwise like fucking ruin your life. Who does that? What video game is that from? You're talking about Game of Thrones. I don't know. That sounds like some like Uncharted shit. You like cut uh what is that you cut your little finger off when you fucked up uh and it like uh that that like wipes it okay uh someone in the podcast chat says it happened in jack reacher which i did see so i might be drawing from that well you know what if that wouldn't surprise me at all if trump was running some kind of new york mafia style like you have to atone for all that you've done in my service. <laughs> did, you, did you guys, speaking of New York Mafia, did you hear about that whack uh, John Travolta, uh, John Gotti movie? <laughs> I have to see John it. John Gotti, I need to see I it. Okay, to so see many it. people are like, what I want to see it so bad, but I also <laughs> do not want to like contribute to its success in any way because it's, it's dumb. Had three, it's made like $3. It's made 0%. It's it's like the greatest grift that like anyone has ever played like in the cinematic realm in the last like couple years. But uh so it's like they made this like terrible bad movie that was in development hell for years and then Netflix uh, not Netflix Movie Pass was like, "Hey, we could get in on this because we'll do anything for money because we don't make it." <laughs> um and so then they started promoting the movie and definitely creating a bunch of sock puppet accounts to like boost the movie's audience yeah. score on Rotten Tomatoes. They literally tweeted out like who do you trust? The shady critics who are rude and they're lying to you? Or and they're like, probably Jewish. Cool pe- or the cool people. Like they literally like went that far to be like critics are lying to you. Go see Gotti. And like that's oh my god. Mon- money is brain poison. Uh, I saw a, a tweet uh, from somebody that saw the movie where they were talking about how, like, the movie has this, like, framing device of, like, John Travolta as John Gotti, like, narrating, like, his life to you. Um, and so it starts with a nighttime shot of him looking at the uh, Manhattan Bridge and then turning to the camera and saying, Ah, New York, the greatest city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here. Hey, you. <laughs> Hey, oh! <laughs> hot coffee. Bada bing! That's Beach a hot a coffee pot. <laughs> so, now that we've done our New Yorker voices, um, I think we should 
Is someone sitting next to an open window with some birds? I can hear that too, yeah. I, I Don't am. you feel relaxed? <laughs> it's too hot to close my window. I'm really sorry. Okay, that's fine. No, I like the birds. <laughs> Keep them. I like them. Okay. Yeah. So you could just imagine I'm some sort of like Disney princess, just like <laughs> surrounded by foliage and fauna. But I think we... <laughs> so I wanted to uh, talk about also in less funny Trump do a stupid news. Um, This is a little <laughs> bit scarier. He did do a stupid. So uh, this past weekend, there were protests all over the country against um, family separation and keeping families detained in the United States and calling for ICE to be abolished, which is becoming uh, less and less of a radical left-wing pie-in-the-sky idea, which I think is a great, great thing that it's moving more and more towards reasonable policy. But uh, also this past week saw the creation of what they're calling the denaturalization task force which is literally what it sounds like it's literally taking people who have become naturalized u.s citizens and removing that why and trying to assent to quote-unquote combat fraud so now they're going to try and come for people who don't have who you know not only do they like have permission like they are naturalized citizens so they've gone after people who are showing up to claim asylum they're going after people with green cards that may expire soon they're going after dreamers and now they're going to go after people who have become natural citizens to quote unquote address fraud what? because there's so much fraud in the in the federal government system and it's terrifying because who know like like there's so many people who have come to this country and become naturalized citizens, but you know exactly which kind of people are going to be uh, targeted by this task force, and it's really scary and disgusting. What kind of fraud are they even worried about? Yeah, like what possible justification could they have for this? It's literally like because people are who aren't supposed to be here, the scary, dangerous aliens. That's the language that they literally use Great. on their, you know, the Department of Health and Human Services website. Like, it's, that's what they're, like, people who weren't supposed to be naturalized or people who were, who became naturalized and are scamming. Like, if that's happening, it, it is so infinitis, like, so fucking small of a part that it's probably, like, virtually non-existent of, a, of an issue. They're creating this as, it's, it's to promote genocide. That's what they want. They want. Oh my god! Like I can't. I can't even be funny about it. Like it's scary as fuck. And I'm. I you know I don't know what to do other than continuing to yell at people to abolish ICE and because fucking ICE was up in here in Massachusetts not too long ago and people were sharing posts like hey avoid this certain stretch of highway. Or in New York, they were like, avoid this particular intersection or particular train stop because there's like, they're crawling all over the place. And it's disgusting. I uh, I remember hearing that uh, the stretch of 95 that uh, runs through Maine uh, ha- occasionally would have uh, ice checkpoints set up on it because they were like, oh, it's a natural choke point for um, people coming like through the border. You know, all those uh, like, uh, like there's no way that like the government is actually worried about illegal immigration from Canada, right? No, no, they're not. Mm. And it, because, because the people who are getting stopped and being interrogated or detained by ice, like they're, you know, 
I don't like they're they're not white people. Yeah. They're they're just they're just not. Mm-hmm. That's not who's being stopped and monitored by ICE or who's asking, you know, being asked immigration questions or being detained or having to provide proof of citizenship. Cuz it's it's not. It's it's anybody brown essentially. Literally it's anybody okay. brown. And it's fucking terrifying. So it just I can only we just we just got to keep demanding that ICE be abolished and that these fucking kids who are like three years old and having to represent themselves in court. They don't have a lawyer with them. Like, they don't have their families with them, so they have to be their own like, witness, essentially. And they're three. Like, Which, which like, if you're three, you don't even know, like, what the fuck is happening. The kids are, they're being asked, like, do you know what a lawyer is? Do you know why you're here? Do you know where you come from? Like, they don't because they're children. Right. And, you know, they're supposed to advocate for themselves or have, you know, hopefully they have some kind of uh, immigration lawyer with them. But, like, they don't have their parents. They, it's it's horrifying. Right. And if, like, you, it's if, literally... you ask, if you ask a three-year-old, hey, where do you come from? Do you really think they're going to be able to tell you? Yeah. They, they have, there's a, um, I believe it was, like, now this or another website did, like, a reenactment of what this looks like. Because they can't tape in the courtroom. So they did a reenactment of these little kids wearing, like, headphones, just, like, sitting at these huge tables, just, like, completely unaware of what's going on. Like, literally, like, because they're children, and this is what we, we've decided to do in our country. Just just fucking have three-year-olds represent themselves in a court of law about whether they get to stay in this country or not. Like, I, and I they're cannot... using it as... I, sorry, They're I just... using it as... <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> This is like when you're like walking at someone and you're both <laughs> trying to step out of each other's way. Okay, go on. But they're they're telling people it's a deterrent. They're saying we want to you to go back to where you came from and to tell everybody there not to come to the US because they will take your kids. They don't want to send people home with their children. They just want to take the children and who knows if their parents will ever see them again. I, it's horrifying. And it's, like, all the stuff about, like, these infants, like, not even, like, infants and, like, toddlers who are being taken from their parents. And it's, like, a toddler, like, you know, of a certain age, like, when they can't self-identify, there's no chance of them ever being reunited with their parents again. Because you really think they're fucking keeping records on this? Of course they're not. There's no accountability. Yeah. They're, they're And you're right to say infants, because there was a story around about a, an eight-month-old. Eight months Mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. and like some of these cases they've been talking about like oh we we the kids are allowed to skype with their parents like once a week great what <laughs> like <laughs> and i don't want the families belong together to turn into we need to detain families indefinitely together which is what but, it like, will be which is probably what will end up happening but at and, the same and time liberals like, will be happy with it because it's a compromise I don't know. I, I just well, I, don't know. I, I just can't get, I just cannot even fathom, like, the mindset of someone who thinks this is a good thing. I've been, I guess, lucky enough not to have to have a conversation with anyone who thinks that way. But it's just, like, it's mind-boggling. And the fact that even even with Democrats right now, the fact that, like, the approval ratings for abolishing ICE is not 100%, like, it's... Why? Why? Who and what? What? Especially Democrat in their right mind thinks that like we need ICE to function. It was created in two thousand three by George Bush. Like, what? What the fuck do you think ICE yeah. is doing and for the well, country? Well, you, 
if there's one thing that we've learned in the past couple of presidential administrations, it's that there are some things that you just aren't allowed to question, like the fact yep. that we're going to be at war in the Middle East for forever, and the fact that ICE is necessary. Yeah, well, it's because you'll lose an election if you if you talk about it. Right. You just got to make sure everything yeah. stays exactly the same, and that's how you win the Midwest. Yeah, if it... And we don't want ICE to just get their funding cut or for ICE to just become like several different organizations or we want or merge into another. Like we literally want it gone. We want it fucking gone. Get rid of it. Right. We, we don't want it anymore. It is no place. We, don't, we never should have had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say, though, that, you know, as far as like half measures go, breaking up ICE isn't the worst one because consolidation of power is definitely one, one of the reasons that ice is as like effective at doing evil as it is because it has fewer mm-hmm. checks um, they are one of like the most effective parts of our government right now and that's the worst part yeah it's because like, they're emboldened they're, they're running like a you know a well-oiled machine it's like the it, just like the efficiency with which this is happening is like very frightening yeah it is. It um, is incredibly frightening. It's just like, <sighs> oh, remember that Walmart that uh, you know closed down a couple of months ago in your town? Now yeah. it's a uh, it's a concentration camp now, and you didn't notice it happening. Oh, that's weird. Like I remember seeing that they were finding like this is in your neck of the woods, Josh. In mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids, they were finding oh, really? that the DeVos family was oh my God. sponsoring a detention center for Those children, like. Like it's like they're gonna be trying to hide these kids, Ugh. you know, they're because they're gonna see the bad press. Like, and we only saw the boys, and people are trying to find out, like, where are the babies? Where are the girls? What is happening? Like, it's so hard. We're only just beginning to figure out what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. and it's and keep terrifying. In mind, what we saw, what, I mean, not what we saw, but what the press saw was only what they were able to see with like pre-arranged like. yes yeah yeah they weren't allowed to just like come in and see like even government officials like elected members of congress who were like i want to see what's happening in this thing were turned away yeah they literally (laughs) have been telling the kids that if you see people that are journalists you need to tell the staff immediately like Mm -hmm. like and the journalists are told that they're not allowed to speak to the people in the uh in the facilities of course not Uh, they're also not allowed to use cameras it's 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 just i like I hate to, I think we are at a point where we make, we, we, we talk a lot about like, this is the, the end of the Republic and it's the end of the world. And I don't want to be like hyperbolic and I don't want to be like, okay, I think we're like, I don't want to panic unnecessarily, but at the same time, it's like, I can't, like, what else can I do other than this is what's happening? Like, this is like, that's, it's a fascist takeover like that's that's what's happening now and it's really hard to not be like well you know i think we're overblowing things but no no that's it's what's happening like i don't i don't know how to reckon with that i don't <laughs> me neither it is i mean yeah and it it is there's a lot been a lot of discussions i feel like about like at what point is it our duty to like actually do something like a very direct action you know uh yeah and i don't (laughs) i mean i don't know i don't fucking know either but hey uh hey jokes hey jokes jokes so where uh no you know um... what we will talk about somebody who is really advocating i think for the the correct approach to this kind of thing which is our our friend aoc 
So Alexandria um, has has become kind of the the new star of the left, the and new um, a lot of the new darling of the, the left, darling. and a lot of people. <laughs> I love what you've done are... with your hair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people who are not as leftist as they want to see, as they seem to be are very scared of the fact that she is a dues-paying member to the Democratic Socialists of America New York chapter. Um, and there were a couple of different journalists who freaked the fuck out about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and generally, we're like, oh, well, she grew up in a really wealthy part of the Bronx. Oh my she's, God. She's, <laughs> she had a house. <laughs> she had this house. And then they were like, uh, no. I mean, she lived in this house. But then they, the journalists literally found, like, nicer houses apparently in the area so it's like well she didn't live in this big house but like she could have she was in a rich neighborhood <laughs> yeah this was and all springboarding just... off of reporting for the daily mail by the way which if you there's two things you gotta know about the daily mail one they're very accurate they love accuracy and two they're not racist. oh yeah oh yeah not at all there was another part he the journalist also was saying that she went to brown and she's like no i went to bu uh, a fellow bu alumni be up there of you <laughs> memes and, Literally, like it's like that's the slogan of the school. And then when they cor- he correct like was corrected, he basically was like, "Well, I'm sorry, I inflated her uh, education. Why is that a bad thing?" Like he literally like just trying so hard. Yeah, I might have been completely wrong, but maybe actually it was good. <laughs> I'm not owned. You are. I am not owned. Um. So the thing, <laughs> but she did make uh, apparently a fatal mistake. With the center Democrats and Democrats who were so excited to support her, was that she took a picture this week with Susan Sarandon, the nefarious the worst Susan Sarandon, to ever live, <laughs> Susan Sarandon, and so she was basically like her mentions were full on Twitter of people being so fucking mad at the fact that she had dared to take a picture. With Susan Sarandon, who somehow, you know, because I don't know if you guys remember, but the election is all Susan Sarandon's fault because she refused to be a woman to fall in line with Hillary Clinton and, like, say that she liked Hillary Clinton and voted for her. Mm -hmm. Like, Susan refused to do that. And so, of course, she is the devil and the election is entirely her fault. Right. Um, She encouraged people to vote third party, which um, you're not allowed to do. It's illegal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no nope. it's a, called a two-party system for a reason read a yeah, book in our normal healthy democracy you can only vote for one of two people and if you vote for anybody else you are an enemy of the republic so <laughs> an enemy of the republic <laughs> so meanwhile susan sarandon is out here protesting with members of the women's march like protesting the de- like we didn't like see very much about that but there were se- like several hundred women protested family separation and mm-hmm. asking for ICE to be abolished and like several hundred of them were arrested and Susan Sarandon is one of them and you know but you know Susan she, Sarandon from the movies <laughs> yeah but you know of course she uh is the devil and likes burning, yeah he, so. look at look at some of we these uh, very regular responses to um to uh Susan to the uh this picture of Susan Sarandon and uh, AOC um Someone responding, send Sarandon far, far away. Uh, another person responded, seriously? With like seven exclamation points and question marks. I'm supportive of at Ocasio 2018, despite the heavy Bernie overtones, but this is taking it too far. <laughs> at Susan Sarandon is a bridge too far. Bernie Just overtones? 
Yeah. The Bernie overtones. Oh Strong Bernie Apparently overtones. being a socialist wasn't of too many Bernie overtones. Bernie Sanders but... invented socialism, first of all, so write that down. Um, someone else said, I knew, this is my favorite, I knew there was going to be a misstep at some point. I just didn't know it was going to be this big. <laughs> this big. <bitch. laughs> you know, there are, there are so many celebrities that we could just, we could numbers of them that you could hate numbers of them that it would look really bad if she took a picture with but you know susan sarandon apparently that's that's one step too far I so think, yeah, that's it's, fine, a, it's a bridge too far you heard they'd them. prefer she took a picture with like tim allen or like <laughs> oh. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's literally a picture of hillary clinton with harvey weinstein so like yeah, i don't like, know oh stop cherry i was picking. fine with the bernie overtones but tim the tool man this is just a bridge too far <laughs> yeah i got into there was a huge argument on um my facebook about like uh whether or not like first of all like who the fuck cares if susan surrounded like posed for a picture with aoc like it doesn't matter it doesn't mean fucking anything and uh it it got into like like is voting third party like a morally wrong because apparently that was what susan sarandon did and it was just like (sighs) i i cannot understand like how people simultaneously hold this idea that like we live in a liberal democracy greatest country in the world blah 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 blah, freedom yada yada it's our god-given right to you know participate in free elections but also if you Mm -hmm. vote for literally anybody other than the person that we tell you it's uh wrong morally and also it's a protest vote and it doesn't really count um and you have to vote for who we tell you and if you don't like you're like history's greatest bastard like yeah. Imagine if these and people committed the same energy to election reform instead. Like, no. we could maybe have yeah, like to, I won't to actually <laughs> not suppress democratic voting in several states. That'd be really cool. And also, I have to keep reminding that Hillary did win the popular vote. She won because we all did everything. Like we ever, all the the left wing people that I talked to are like, yeah, I voted for Hillary because I didn't want Trump to win, even though I don't like her very much. And literally, Hillary won the popular vote, and it still wasn't enough. So it's not fucking Jill Stein's fault. It's not fucking Susan Sarandon's Jill Stein and the 12 votes that she got nationwide. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, we're going to be litigating the Dem primary forever. And it's so fucking frustrating because... It doesn't ultimately matter it, because yeah, it matters zero. The electoral college fucked us over no matter what. And there's this underlying assumption also that like when when they talk about like oh like instead of like voting third party, you should like work to like o- overturn like voter suppression. And there's this weird underlying assumption there that anybody whose vote was suppressed is automatically a vote counted for like Hillary or for the Democratic candidate. Yeah, which mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. Whenever they run the numbers, they're like, oh, you know, 50,000 people voted for Jill Stein if they had voted for Hillary instead. It's like, why why is that the assumption you're making? Remember when they were saying that people who voted for, like, fucking, um, who was the uh, libertarian candidate? (laughs) Ron Paul. Oh, Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Yeah, people were, they were saying, like, oh, if all these people who voted for Gary Johnson had voted for Hillary instead. They never (laughs) fucking would have. No. He's a libertarian. (laughs) there's zero like overlap there whatsoever those people if anything would have just not voted 
why why can't libertarians look like normal people? Like <laughs> I remember I was I, I watched all- I saw like a I saw like a clip of like a bunch of liber- libertarians and they all like had just this you know what I'm talking about? It's like why, yeah, why they, can't they you look, guys they look like like characters. Like why yeah, just get a normal haircut and a regular suit. And then maybe more face. people will vote for you. Like wait, by a any, regular suit. By any like chance, a normal are you talking suit. about the clip where um where um uh Gary Johnson Gary. says that he's uh, advocating uh, that he for uh, driver's licenses? Yeah, yeah and everybody one. immediately boos him. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they all look like cartoon didn't know characters. What like was. it's great. Oh man, good times. Man, 2016 was so fun. <laughs> yeah, I just remembered that um so you guys know um uh that uh that guy Matthew Heimbach who's like the um like everybody was like giving him press for a while because it was like the new the face of like white supremacy and he was like oh, a yeah. college student. So he went to my old school um I, when I went to Towson in Maryland um yeah. and he uh was a, like this may shock you but he acted like a fucking weirdo. Um <laughs> I might have talked about this on the show before, but I'm going to plow ahead anyway. Um, he uh, apparently had a thing where he wouldn't um, sit on the same lecture bench as women, um, period. Oh, okay. Because, be- yeah, lo- love to have a normal one. Yeah, it was out of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but it was because he was like, well, the Bible says that you're not supposed to share a seat with a woman when she's oh menstruating. God. And I have no way of knowing if any of you are menstruating. Oh, so man. I'm going to hang out over here. That's so ridiculous. You can just ask like I do. <laughs> Before I sit down, can I just say <laughs> real quick? Yeah, Nick uh, Nick Fuentes, who is like that alt right boy who was kicked out of uh, BU. He was a freshman um, my senior year. Oh, you mean Brown lived, University? Like, on the same street as me. Oh yeah, Brown University. Yeah, that one. Um, the one I applied to and didn't get in. But <laughs> he lived on my street, and he would just walk around with his MAGA hat all the time, and he had his Trump flag in the window, and was just generally the worst. And then he left the school because he was the worst, and I guess now he's like an alt-right darling, because he's the worst. Mm-hmm. There's a, Thanks. Um, did anyone else see that very good and video? And he went to Charlottesville. Cool. There was that video of, like, those two, like, toddlers who went out with, like, MAGA hats. Oh, it was, like, 16-year-olds? Like, yeah, it was, like, two, like, they look like that, who's that kid... Who's uh, that kid? The the weird bodybuilder who ha- is like fifty weight. Looks like he weighs like fifty pounds, and then he did gay porn. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, uh, Brian, no, Silva. Silva. Brian Silva. Yeah, Brian the, Silva. The they, the one oh, one yeah. kid looks Brian just Silva, like yeah. him. Yeah, so no, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he these looks two like children. He, he looks like the weird kid oh. from Victorious. Yeah, is this the video of the kid, uh, the guy in the restaurant throwing a soda on the yeah. mega kid? Yeah. It's very you good. Seen that? Yeah. He, he also took. He says, "You ain't supporting shit," and then he throws the soda in the cameraman's face, and the kid that's on camera the one that looks like the weird kid from victorious real schneider heads yeah. now is like standing there like <laughs> looking like <laughs> paralyzed yeah fuck dan schneider um but he's sitting there like paralyzed with fear but everybody in the tweet replies is like you know if i were you this is why i always carry a knife on me so that i you know <laughs> yeah. you know if that if that hat was worth twenty dollars then you may be able to yeah. do a lawsuit for damaged goods and ruin his life oh you know God. it's like the thing is is that they didn't even he didn't even damage the hat he held the hat yeah, and he then just stole splashed it. the soda. He stole the hat. Yeah. But uh, according to host of the show Sam, who posted this, apparently the police report of this situation of the video uh, uh, leaked, and which it's the police report says that moments before the video, the guy in the MAGA hat said, "Quote: Since it's the Fourth of July, we should be allowed to kill black people like the Purge." 
Oh my god. So, you know, <laughs> have, having, yeah. having a normal Ky- one at Whataburger. You know, I won't, I don't, there's not a source for that, and so I won't say anything other than, if that is the case, I would maybe have done something more than throw a soda in his face, yeah. but... Well, Not well a threat. he That's put the happened. fear of God in those kids. Yeah, um, which is what you, which you should do for yeah. assholes because yeah, they know, like, you wear that shit out in public. You should know what you deserve happening. to get your shit rocked. Like, yeah, exactly. You know what? There I'm was... just gonna say it. You shouldn't be able to wear a maga hat in public, <laughs> or, you'll, or you'll get Doctor Pepper thrown in your face. Um, but I hope so. Can, yeah. can I ask you guys a question? So, I, has everyone here worked in like food service or retail at some point? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, customer service. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you worked at these places, did you have a policy that you had to give police officers free or discounted food? No. No, that's just something that one that these old ladies like to do because it like fucking gets them off or something. Okay. Yeah. Like Be- I'll get on. Yeah. I, I was uh, thinking about this because uh, I saw a tweet that was circulating on Facebook. You know how social media makes no sense and you, that <laughs> sentence can just be said. Um, right, sure. Uh, it was talking about how, like, being a police officer is, like, the only, like, job where they'll only do it if you're, like, if you, if you like, kiss their ass a little bit. Like, mm. about how you have to be, like, all smiles when you're dealing with a cop or they just, like, won't take you seriously or they'll, like, be a dick to you exactly, on purpose. Exactly, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about how when I was working for um, uh, a pizza delivery, whatever, it was fucking Domino's. I don't work for them anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, our store was right next to uh, the um, like police station. Um, mm. And we had a policy that if a uniformed police officer came in, we had to give them their food free of charge. Uh, this was, wow. they did not have to ask for it. And we were supposed to give it to them even if they insisted on paying something. Um, oh man, that's no reason for this. There's even like, I, I'm even time... thinking this is terrible from the cops' perspective. Because imagine like having people awkwardly trying to give you something. Like, yeah, it's like it's it. It was just shit. One time, I asked my manager about it, and she she uh, said, uh, "We do it because they take care of us." And <laughs> that was the only uh... which like terrifying. First of all, that's <laughs> like that's their fucking job. Um, second of all, it wasn't even fucking true because the, the implication was like, oh, if we give the cops free pizza, they'll look the other way of like our drivers are going a little fast. <laughs> she, she commented this on my Facebook post, but, oh my um, God. So, oh my God. it's fine. She works for a different company now. <laughs> um, yeah. and it wasn't even true because one time I was going a little over the speed limit, uh, and I got pulled over and I got like a $200 speeding ticket. <laughs> wow. Like it could sense you were a commie deep down. Like it was like so, I was so the- basically the cops point of view was like oh they're gonna think that we'll like make sure their drivers are safe and okay and you know look we'll let them get by with you know lo- speed laws and that kind of thing when really the cops were just like oh sweet free pizza like we don't have to do shit Which, other like, than to just be fair take the free pizza like to be fair I'm not even saying like they should have taken the bribe I'm just like they're clearly not <laughs> taking the bribe so why do we do it. You know who I give yeah. uh, free shit to all the time is paramedics because they yeah, paramedics. fucking take care of us. Mm-hmm. Literally, we, we we didn't give shit also, to like firefighters that I know of. Also, the paramedic who comes into my store a lot is like extremely attractive. <laughs> he's like he's literally that like a, like a cartoon of like a handsome man. He's got like flowing blonde hair and is like six eight, and, he, and, he, and he's English. This Adonis. 
<laughs> that man, he gets he gets free Timmy's. Well, you know when you see like someone and they're just so cartoonishly attractive that you're just like, oh come on, <laughs> like yeah. really? are you serious? Yes. Well, I want one real quick. If we have any uh, other shout outs, I'm not sure if you guys have any, but I did want to mention that the podcast did prank call the president. Oh yeah, and uh, just really quickly because <laughs> the podcast decided to pretend to be, like, a lobbyist or representative of a certain, like, I don't know if it was a state government or a foreign government, and they called the White House and got through to our friend Jared Kushner, and apparently were convincing enough to get a call onto Air Force One. And the president was like, hello? Wait, who <laughs> hello? Did this? hello? They caught it on the podcast. Let me actually look up the podcast that Prank called them. Oh my on. god. Um, but like, <laughs> So apparently they, they got on the phone with him, and then, like, I guess they hung up, and then Trump called them back? <laughs> yes, Which, uh, he called them back. There, there was a uh, there was a headline that was like White House aides scrambling to figure out why President Trump tried to d- call back like the prank call, and it's like because he's fu- he's he's got fucking dementia. Yeah, because he <laughs> wanted to know. Right. Okay. So I he just wanted to yell at them like because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so I don't know about this guy, but his name is uh, John Melendez, aka Stuttering John of the Stuttering John podcast. Uh, he basically called the White House and pretended to be Senator Bob Mendez, who is a New Jersey Democrat who Isn't was it Bob prosecuted Menendez? last year. Bob Menendez. Yes, I'm sorry. Bob Menendez. Hey, I'm from so Jersey. I gotta represent. <laughs> from Jersey. <laughs> he basically called and spoke to Jared Kushner. It took about an hour and a half to get on the phone. Uh, and yeah, just fucking... That's amazing. Might as well. So good for you. Goals. <laughs> I again, I don't know the com- the Stuttering John podcast politics. I don't know if he's like a cool dude or whatever, but it's pretty. Does pretty Stuttering sweet. John is problematic? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he'll be mi- milkshake duck by the end of next week. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. Let's get into some questions. If nobody else has anything super pressing, we're already running long, so that's why we're probably gonna keep the questions short and sweet. So uh, here's one. So. Uh, Tumblr user The Tallest Jew asked, What's more nauseating, Scott Pruitt's resignation letter or all of the funny gay jokes that Donut Twitter is going to make about it? Well, uh, I did we kind may of make have funny made gay some funny it. gay jokes, but to be fair, y'all read that letter. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is not, he. it's funny because suck dick, but it's funny because the, the fawning language. That's what's funny. Like, he wrote him like the fucking wherever, whenever song just to, to Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, Lucky that God brought to you So I <laughs> could serve you In your White House Lucky, to the Lucky person that your needs are in large a, And like uh, <laughs> To the uh, person in so podcast much. chat asking What's a donut Twitter? Donut Twitter is just centrist Twitter where they have uh, The donuts in their uh, emojis In their names because of some shit With the Democratic National Convention Yeah, yeah it's a very Like it's it's Twitter Like if somebody is on Twitter and they have like a donut emoji. It's it's essentially suggesting that they're like a Hillary it's centrist like, Democrat. It's very like blue check mark Dems, but not necessarily having blue check marks. Right. Yeah. So that's um, donut Twitter essentially being a lot of straight centrist Democrats who are like, it's funny because gay. <coughs> get it? Yeah, I I got it. It's funny. Do you get it though? What what if what if Donald Trump was like married to Kim Jong Un because he's doing diplomacy with him and diplomacy is gay? Right, and he and uh. Uh, Putin, they, they, they hug and 
they're 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 gay they're gay because <laughs> they because they're they're friends except I, I don't think they are actually so like do you remember that fucking video that got thrown around on tumblr a lot that someone edited together after like uh it like russia did something homophobic and oh, it was like course, i am yeah. gay 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 okay, i like okay. long big cocks you remember this yeah yeah i remember yeah. i remember that and it was course. like it was very funny was the thing because he's gay yeah uh what are the odds that the person who made that got like executed by the state <laughs> yeah because that was the joke it was like that had yeah. just become illegal to like do do shit like that to be a gay yeah <sighs> but it's to- it's not radical praxis to be homophobic even to right. two homophobic yeah. people <laughs> which is which is why it's good that we only have one homophobic host it's okay to, to oh, right, make yeah. homophobic jokes about homophobic people or people you assume are homophobic i guess yeah and you know who is the really good judge of when to make homophobic jokes about homophobes straight people like those are the oh, perfect yeah. people to do that next question um from host the show and tumblr user dork phoenix asks how should I celebrate Big Daddy Trump coming to the UK next week? Well, I, s- I mean, the blimp is going to be balloon, yeah. a great Yeah, did we talk about the uh, funny, funny the baby Trump blimp? We did, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I mean, not a threat at all. Just a, just a blimp. <laughs> if you see him in the street, it's go time. Like, that's, that's it. Won't, like, it's, but like, it's immediately but like, on site. Not a threat. At yeah, all. just run up and give him a big hug is what we're saying. Yes. You, you might run into him if he's getting a, a cheeky Nando's or something. <laughs> if he gets a cheeky Nando's. A cheeky Nando's. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Okay. What if he's <laughs> Finally. being racist in Greg's? Oh, shit. Then you oh, gotta I can bring back Liam. <laughs> just be... Like, splash him with, like, throw some sort of fish and chip or a curry in his face. This is what I know about London. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but say, "Oi, Mister just... Trump, are you me dad?" Exactly that too. Oh, and we got a question from podcast and Tumblr user Jurgenit who asked, "Hey, comrades, Jordan here. In honor of old friend Leo's passing, I was just wondering if the hosts could give a shout out to their own pets of the show. To me, my cat is one of the biggest rays of lights in this hell world. Thank you. So, if you did not know." Leo, the dog of the Old Friends Senior Dog Sanctuary, he crossed the Rainbow Bridge this past week, and we are very sorry, and we are thankful for his wonderful life. Um, can I? I miss him. Already. Can I just say I'm? It's it, I'm amazed with how much how like emotionally affected I am by the like concept of the Rainbow Bridge. Like yeah, like I know. it it fucking gets me every time. Yeah, just like thinking about him and like Captain Ron, like hanging out together. Yeah, it's, it's um, so sweet. Did anyone else buy the commemorative T-shirt? Because I think it's uh, still on sale for like a couple of days. No, Where? it's oh, I'm if you if you go to uh, the old friends like website or whatever, I, I think it's just two old T-shirts designs that they're bringing back. But right for Leo, yeah, for Leo. Um, do you guys have shout out to your pets? I don't have a pet currently, and it's really sad, but um. I had a dog when I grew up, like, from middle school up until I graduated, and he was a cocker spaniel, and he was a piece of shit, and, uh, but he, he grew old and passed away a couple years ago, oh. but he was a good, stinky dog, oh. so that was Hunter, um, but also, this weekend, I got to, uh, th- 
not even this weekend, yesterday on the 4th of July during the holiday, I got to hang out with a really cool cat named Millie. So thank you to a uh, listener of the show, Nick, for letting Yay. me hang out with Millie. She's a sweetie. I want to give a quick shout out to my two beautiful cats, Hank and Luann, whom I love very Hank much. Oh, I love those names. Yeah. They're so good. I love Hank and Luann. They're hanging out in the garage right now with each other, probably killing some uh, rodents or something like that. Good for them. And yeah. I love them. I've got like two... They're not like really my pets, but they're like adjacent to my life. Um, can't say uh, one one of them is my parents' rabbit, whose name is Loras, like from Game of Thrones, oh, and uh, he's a he's gigantic because he's part he's he's like a meat rabbit. We got him from a farm, so like uh-huh. whatever you're thinking of like a rabbit size, he's about double that. Like he so, is like ooh. almost pic- three feet big long. Big boy. I actually, I'm picturing yeah, kind of like turkey sized. A turkey size rabbit. <laughs> no, he's like he's like the size of like almost uh, the size of like a medium sized dog. Like not a big dog, but mm-hmm. like bigger than s- a small dog. Could he, so could he, could he kick a dog's ass? Yeah, like well, the the owner next the, the next door neighbor to my parents has a dog that is much smaller than him, and got got in the yard a couple times to ostensibly try to kill him, but Loris didn't realize that because he outweighs this thing by like ten pounds. And oh my god. <laughs> so my mom looks outside and Loris is playing with this dog that is, I guess, trying to kill him. He's like running around doing rabbit shit, trying to play with this dog. And the dog's like trying to bite him, but he can't oh my get god. him. Like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So he's one of them. He's very good. He's uh, extremely lazy and he loves uh, apples. So, Ooh, And then there's the dog that lives in my house. Not currently, but um, we, we had like a house dog for a really long time and she passed away last year. So the owner, the, like the landlord of the house who, who has the dog, got another dog whose name is Phaedra, and she's some kind of, uh, I don't know, a, a bigger dog, I think, like a, like a, not, like a, some kind of Great Pyrenees, I think. She's very white and very fluffy, and I can't wait for her to come back, because before she left, she was getting pretty big, but I was still picking her up every day, so that she'd be, like, used to it. So when she comes back, I'm going to see if I can still pick her up and whether she'll still, like, be okay with it. Because that was my plan, was, like, to just pick her up every day and carry her around for a bit since when she was a puppy, so that when she was a big dog, she'd be used to it. It's like boyhood. It's like boyhood. It. <laughs> it's just like boyhood. Um, I have uh, a dog uh, that lives at my parents' house. Her name is Winnie. She is a Shih Tzu Poodle Mix. Uh, she likes to sleep all day. She does not like to hang out with us unless we're giving her food or treats. Um, and she sits in the window and watches uh, like people walk down the street and doesn't do anything. And if she wants to go into the window, she makes us move the blinds out of the way for her because she's afraid of them. <laughs> um, my parents also recently got a cat uh, named Maisie who um, they got from a shelter, but the shelter found her behind a Walmart. Um, and as far as they know, she had no prior owners, so she might be a feral cat that we've domesticated, um, but she's good and I like her. She's very fluffy, um, and she has very quiet meows. Um, Katie, um, uh, my girlfriend, I don't, I don't know if our listeners know my life, um, (laughs) has a, uh, (laughs) has a dog, um, named Leroy Brown, who is a, um, a, uh, a, a wiener dog chihuahua mix. Um, oh my god! Yeah, he's he's very cute, um, and he's very nervous, and he um, he loves to do that thing that dogs do, where they stretch out really far and then like kind of hit you with their paws while they're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
he is very nervous all the time and will bark at people all the time unless you hug him um which i do constantly um well here's we have been going for a little long but i think we have time for one more uh Mm -hmm. so anonymous asked uh y'all got any favorite mabam bits (laughs) <laughs> oh fuck! Oh my god! Um, oh, I gotta well, like. Can, can, I I have one already. Um, okay, uh, go ahead, sir. It was the um the uh, what was it um s- like sad edd e- e- sad edm was that the one? Um, it was the like uh one about uh like Chris where they did like Christmas shoes, but like oh yeah yeah, and it's like <laughs> and my mommy's got the cancer. <laughs> the picture, picture that she was dying from cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> So steal the shoes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's mine. That's a great one. Oh, there was a bit recently that just killed me, like almost uh, drove me off the road because I keep listening to it when I'm driving. I can't remember what it was, but come back to me. I'll I'll think of it. Was it uh, the Tracy Chapman faster car? Because that one was Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like. (laughs) Fast car. Fast car too. (laughs) This is the sequel to Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Um, but I think my favorite, like, the one that I think I've, what, oh, man, there's so many. I mean, I really, I really like Sleep Jeans. Um, and then also I just like Wizard Hut because I just like yelling it, like increasingly louder and more deranged yelling, where is Wizard Hut? Oh my god, wait, 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 um, wait. Uh, did we, did, here's one that we have to mention. The, uh, you used to be my brother. Oh yeah, that's oh, that's the, the what the fuck happened to you? Are you haunted? <laughs> Are you had a fucking case of the possessed? <laughs> you used to be my brother. The the one because Justin had a case of the Monday. I thought of the one that I killed had the me. Monday blues. It was the one on when they were talking about like uh, Apple, like what the, the, I think it started is like what would happen if uh, Tim Cook dropped the iPhone on stage? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, transitioned yes. into like Tim Cook only listening to Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water album, <laughs> or, and that was like, that Tim was the Cook one that just was a killed. huge Limp Bizkit fan. <laughs> it was. Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh man, that's great. Um, my... so yeah, wait, there... wait, Josh, Josh, uh... oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, I've just been listening and enjoying. Uh, My my brain is like Swiss cheese, so I can never like recall like bits or references from anything. But I remember the ASMR episode is one of the just hardest like half hours that I've laughed in my entire life. (laughs) Was that the uh, the Casper one? Yeah. Yeah. It has my favorite question that has ever been sent in, which is about the lesbians who have sex and have Pavlov dog themselves to like only having sex when they're watching um, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives oh, yeah. because it's always on in the background and it is the best fucking question in the entire world. Because also, the brothers are trying to read it and not scream with laughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's a oh, great Okay, one. wait, one last one and and then I think we should... Re- and then and, we'll do light burgers. Yeah, um, the uh, peeled lemon. Oh my god, yeah. Anything where Justin, like, wheeze laughs... Yeah. Yeah. Is excellent. Yeah, Cromslor. That's a good one. Cromslor and the dick. Cromslor. That's Can that was slacks? like why you never skip the money zone because like they will yeah. occasionally have like a fucking hilarious bit. Yeah. Honestly, the money zone is usually pretty funny. It is. I love how yeah. I love I love the bit where Justin kept buying like d- fu- dumb funny domain names like trystink.com yeah. <laughs> and there was a whole bunch of other ones. Wait, wait did you did you say trystink? 
Trystink.com. Um, wasn't there also a Blapron? Blapron. Yeah, Blapron, and they Blapron, they, re- yeah. they redirect to like the website slash my my brother my MBMBAM for like their their discount or something. I also but... liked a uh, Teen Google redirecting to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to was... uh, uh, still buffering. Um, one of my favorite like older my brother my brother me episodes, and I I hate to say it just because it's one where Justin is like clearly very sick, but it's. I know it's episode one, two, three. It's called Tangents with a Z. And it's literally <laughs> Justin just sort of falling through time. Because apparently when he takes zinc, he like trips the fuck out. And it's a really amazing episode for that reason. <laughs> but also I feel bad because Justin is clearly like ill in that one. But okay, that's a great one. And then now that's enough talking about other podcasts listen to my brother my brother and me for more jokes like the ones that we just said because they are these jokes we stole them if you wonder why we talk the way we do it's my brother my brother and me it's it's us and then before us came post game of thrones and then Mm -hmm. before them it was my brother my brother and me so yeah if you want to go straight to the source Mm -hmm. all right so lightbringers does anybody want to start i've got one uh, okay. If ever, if anyone else needs to scramble to find one, like I all usually do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hit us with it. My lightbringer this week is uh, American Gods, which came, which I know came out last year. But I've been sh- I've been showing it to so many people lately. I showed it to like three different people in the space of a week because I was talking about it, and I'd be like, "You haven't seen American Gods," so I think it's flown under. All- I think it flew under a lot of people's radar because it came out on you know, Amazon Prime and is based off of a book that I don't think a lot of people have read. So I Wait, was, what? I think it, I, it, it didn't come out on Prime. It was on stars or well, it, well, it also came out on Prime. It was like, but it's, it's behind a few awkward walls is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, It's not basic mm-hmm. cable. I get you. Yeah. So like yeah. It, it's, uh, I think it flew under a lot of people's radars when it came out. So like, and this is really the perfect kind of show to, like, get into after it started, because, like, it's just so fucking good. It's phenomenally done. Like, it, mm-hmm. Brian Fuller and Michael Green and uh, just everyone in the show is fantastic. Really just, if you have read the book, if you haven't read the book, just go and watch, like, the first episode, and it'll immediately hook you in. Hey, um, mm-hmm. this, this isn't my lightbringer, but can I share some good news that I just found? Yes! Yeah. Uh, you guys like, uh, Castlevania on Netflix? Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, it was good as- Yep. It's very good. It was good as fuck. Uh, season two, October 26th. Mark your calendars. Just in time for a spooky, scary Halloween. Nice. Mine's pretty short, uh, but, uh, me and my friend- I, first off, I love board games. Uh, ones that, you know, like, take, uh, hilarious- like, two hours just to learn how to play and set up. And then, like, another uh-huh. three hours per session, <laughs> and then, like, you lose at the end of all of it. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, my friend recently just bought Gloomhaven, which is, like, rated as, okay. like, the top game on, a, uh, like, Board Game Geek. And I don't, it has, like, a 4.8 out of 5, I think, uh, which is, like, really high. Uh, but, like, it's, it's a game that you play. It, I mean, it's, it's, like, a fantasy game, but it's pretty dark, and you just play as a group of, adventurers but you're playing over the course of like like we did one scenario is what they're called basically it'd be like the equivalent of a D. you could just call it a session um and it took us like five hours or something like that and then we're gonna play weekly and we could probably keep playing for like i don't know like 80 more sessions or something and still have enough content just from buying this one game 
Um, and it's just like, it's rated really highly for a reason. Like if you love other board games, this one does an amazing job of just, I don't, it was just hard to find flaws. Like if you're looking for something like D and D where you're role playing, don't it, don't do this. Cause it's definitely not that like, it's definitely like more a strategic like board game, but it's still a lot of fun to play with friends. Um, and it has a huge amount of variety in the fact there's like all these boxes that like you can't open until you unlock certain things. And even like, there's like, 15 different character classes that you're you're not supposed to open the boxes till later and there's one box that just says it's like an envelope and it says open this when you feel you deserve it <laughs> and like that kind of thing <laughs> i love um it's like 160 bucks so for just one person to buy it's probably cost cost prohibitive for most people but like if you pool with like three of your friends then you know for that many hours mm-hmm. of gameplay anyway so I, it's, it's I maybe kind of niche but i i love it I'm definitely going to tell my mom about this because she's just not, she loves board games. Um, she once bought uh, like four copies of 13 Dead End Drive so that she could <laughs> assemble like one that actually worked. I don't know if anyone's oh familiar God. with 13 Dead End Drive. It's yeah. kind of like Clue, but like you, you make these like mousetrap contraptions on the board that are like death traps and like they fall apart immediately. So my mom just kept buying copies of this game until she could assemble like a functional one. That's, That's why but, uh, I love that yeah. commitment. And uh, I mean, her latest jam is something is this thing called Whitechapel, which is like you 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 basically band. like draw to be Jack the Ripper, and then the rest of you are someone's Jack the Ripper, and the rest of you are cops, and you're trying to catch Jack the Ripper. Oh, so that, oh, it, it, I, it's pretty fun. Oh yeah, this looks that. pretty. Yeah, I was kind of sick this weekend, like in a not leave the house, not really move level of sick. So my life brings Dayquil. no uh my light bringer was the fact that whenever i'm sick for some reason maybe it's just because i'm focusing on trying to get better i watch like so much like tv and stuff that i needed that i've been meaning to like get into um so i rewatched a few like old like comforting classics like oh when you're sick you want to feel like you know just like old favorites uh mm-hmm. so i watched all three uh Mulaney stand-up specials nice and, oh hell yeah um oh. I, and i rewatch and oh hello on broadway and i also watched paris is burning for like the fifth time because it's just such a i don't know there's something about it it's just wonderful but the thing i really wanted to recommend um and it's kind of heavy i i know it's not it's not necessarily um, it's more cathartic, I think, than cheerful or really even that, f- like, it's funny, but also kind of heavy. It's, uh, Hannah Gadsby's standout special on Netflix called Nanette. And it has been getting, like, a ton of reviews and of really, like, amazing feedback from people. And I watched it and I, I think it, it is a mixture of, like, this very intense conversation about, like, what comedy is and what it self-depreciation is and being somebody who is a marginalized person like hannah gadsby is a lesbian and she talks about being from tasmania in australia and like what that experience was like um and she gets pretty into some darker stuff but then she also like take like spins it into a way that is just very like thoughtful and you really really like her by the end like you just want to like hang out with her and like it's it's just she she she's very like cutting like she will fucking like cut you to the core (laughs) but it's also like she's also very funny and the way her like mannerisms and the way she's very like kind of proper shy australian so she like switches in between these it's it's kind of hard to describe but um definitely if you 
are not like if you're in a place where you're like okay i can handle kind of stories about like homophobia or sexual trauma like Mm -hmm. if you can if you can handle that stuff definitely watch it nanette on netflix i so love like this trend that's kind of happening like we're like a, it'll be like a stand-up special, but then it'll go really deep and really dark. There's, there's like, uh, Hassan Minaj. His special is like that. Um, yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Maria Bamford is uh, like that yeah. a lot. Patton Oswalt when he did uh, what was the the newest one? He goes like he talks a lot about his wife suddenly dying, mm-hmm. and it gets yeah. really dark. And uh, there's one more. It was a few years ago. Uh, Neil Neil Brennan. Who basically did like half a stand? He he wrote for a Chappelle show, and he did like mm-hmm. half a stand-up special and half like a, a like a really long story about like his terrible fucking dad who like just yeah. never he gets into it. So like I yeah yeah it's it's an experience to like watch one of those because mm-hmm. it it's it's yeah. really good. Nice. Another one is also the like legendary Tignataro stand up where she's like, yeah. yeah, I have breast cancer and my girlfriend just dumped me. And it's just a whole kind of like, it's, yeah, it's those specials where they take stuff that like life experience and stuff that isn't necessarily funny and make it yeah. into something really thought provoking and also funny. Yeah. Uh, love mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach. Uh, what's, I'm, what's I'm actually going to keep mine short. It's My Hero Academia okay. it, or... It's good. Boku no Hero Academia. <laughs> um, uh, it's good. Uh, I <laughs> a short anecdote about this show. Um, I was talking about anime with a coworker and one of my other coworkers who does not ever give the impression of liking or watching anime at all. Was like, oh, I was at my friend's house and I was watching this anime. It seemed really good. It was called like boku something it's like boku <laughs> and i was like boku no hero academia and he was like yeah that's the one i didn't i didn't really watch it but it seems good i want to watch more of it and i'm like yes i am quite enjoying boku no hero academia but um <laughs> uh it's it's just really good i mean i'm sure everybody knows like about this but real quick it's like instead of like the x-men thing of like a persecuted like few people who have superpowers it's like 80 percent of the people in the world have superpowers but not necessarily all of them are like suited for heroics or whatever it's all just kind of like a weird thing about you um and this kid wants to be like a professional superhero really bad but he doesn't have a power he was born without one but then he gets one and it's good and i love him and every character is my child um <laughs> Yeah, it's like superhero school. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like, you know the movie Sky High? It's kind of like that. Oh, Sky yeah. High is so good. I gotta watch that again. Yeah. Remember remember how there was yes. that kid named Warren Peace and his his thing was like fire and he was like the um uh the dude from the Breakfast Club. <laughs> the uh, yeah. uh what was his name? Bonder. What, whatever happened to that kid who starred in that movie? Remember you used to see him and stuff? And and like he just disappeared. Wait, Sky High or the Breakfast Club? <laughs> Sky Sky High, like that weird kid. Hold on, he, I need, he, I need I to like picture he was his in, face. He was also in Gentleman Broncos and some other thing, uh, with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Anyway, you'd see him like he was like a kid that you'd see in movies he a lot, looks like, and then he just he kinda... looks like if you took um, a High School Musical era Zac Efron and photoshopped on someone else's face. Okay, I guess he was in Red State. That was, <laughs> like, that am was, I wrong? That was relatively recent. Yeah, you, you, you're not wrong. He's got the hair. Also, shout out to Google. The minute that I Googled War and Peace, it auto-filled with slash reader. And that means that there is a lot of fanfiction about you, the reader, 
romancing War and Peace from the film Sky High. And I love nerds. Okay. So if you're a nerd and you want to listen to us even more, um, you thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr, all with the uh, acronym HKIPGTD. We are that everywhere, including our Gmail, where you can send us longer questions and comments for our monthly mailbags, which will be coming up soon. We need to record one. Um, you can also support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash HKIPGTD. So as a patron of our Patreon, um, we want to thank everybody who's donated to us so far. It's been incredible. Um, you At the $1 tier, you get access to bonus content that we produce, including uh, written light bringers, uh, post-show stuff that we do, like fun audio outtakes. Um, we It's... It's a good time. Um, and at $5 a month, you become a comrade of the show, which gets you a special role in our Discord. You should join our Discord. There's a link in our Tumblr. It's a fucking good time. We love the Discord. And you get a shout out in the podcast, um, which you can also get at $10 a month, where you are an even more special role in the Discord, Conrad, and allows you to listen to us while we record it and hear all of the bullshit that happens before and after the show, like several of our patrons are doing right now. Um, so now we want to, of course, shout out to all of our $5 and up patrons. So thank Speed you. Speed this to, bad boy up. <laughs> let's do it. Let's thank you to 1-800-ARE-YOU-SLAPPING. Yes. <laughs> David Bozer, Paige Messer, Star Asterism, Rowan Berg, Lost in Foundation, Alex Schaup, Nick Jagged, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Surrey Jack, non-binary with left beef, <laughs> 500 Bs, Ashinu, Summergeist, Helga K, Delaney Fritz, M. Chambers, Cadejo Jones, Harry Tomlinson, Dijanese, Jordan Hagen, Charlotte Warmington, Pregnant Seinfeld, Benjamin Kingstone Feria, Scout Shiro, Petaz, Evan, Lowe, Brett Houts, Stephanie Ruff, Ollie Anders, and Ellen the Anarcho Lalondiest. And those are all. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting us on Patreon and for listening. We appreciate it so, so much. Um, we also I want to thank. <laughs> well, you know what? 75%. <laughs> we also. I'm the bad boy. We want to thank. <laughs> uh, so we also want to say thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off of their album Cold Hearted Town as our theme song it slaps and we love it a lot um, hey and uh, Rob Taxpayer has a Patreon you should donate to it hell yeah give give Rob of the taxpayers your money and thank him for writing such good music um, and I think that's podcast so thank you for listening everybody um and Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Oh, that's a podcast. Alexa, play Despacito. <laughs> Bye. Here's a sample of Despacito Remix by Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, and others. Despacito. Yes.